Hi, I'm reporter Colt Shaw, and today on New Project Media's Interconnections podcast, we're talking about what will be one of the largest solar projects in the United States upon completion, the 1.65 gigawatt DC Mammoth Solar Project in Indiana. We'll also be discussing the supply chain risks facing the project and the rest of the industry at the moment, and what other projects its developer has in its pipeline. On the show to discuss are Doral Group Renewable Energy Resources President and Co-Founder Nick Cohen and VP of Project Management Amit Nadkarni. All right, Nick, Amit, thank you, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you, Colt. We're really glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And we can just jump right into it. Give me one sec here. Um, I kind of wanted to start sort of uh, broadly and sort of generally with uh, Mammoth Solar is obviously kind of your guys, uh, you know, keystone project at the moment. Um, And I was wondering if, Nick, you could just kind of start us off with an update on Mammoth Solar um, and its first phase and sort of what the next milestone is there. Um, I believe the last time we spoke in November, you guys were currently in sort of the staging process on site. Yeah, thank you, Colt. The um, Mammoth project is comprised of three sections, uh, Mammoth North, Central, and South. And altogether, that's 1.3 gigawatts of uh, AC power. The north section is 400 megawatts. That's the one where we had the ceremonial ribbon cutting. And uh, that one is uh, mobilizing this spring. And we hope to uh, be bolting the panels on uh, before the end of the year. So there's a lot of activity happening in Stark County where the northern section of the project is. And then in the central and southern section, all of it is in Pulaski County. And in fact, last night, they approved their county council ratified our uh, tax abatement uh, deal, whereby we'll be paying economic payments uh, in lieu of taxes. And it's a win-win for the county and for ourselves uh, because it it provides 20 years of certainty for everybody. And it gives the county a lot of discretion about how they use the revenue. So we have that already in Stark County. It's a very similar uh, deal in Pulaski County. the projects uh, have all the certainty that they need to move forward, and uh, they're on a schedule at this point. So the Mammoth North is the first first one to go, we're proud to say. Are you still waiting on a, a similar arrangement in uh, Pulaski County, or is that in place as well? Yeah, so in Pulaski County, we have the, uh, uh, there is a process uh, where the s- solar in an ag zone has to get through a special exception, which is granted by the Board of Zoning Appeals called the BZA. And we went in front of the BZA twice because um, we, we added more acres. So we went back a second time. Each time was for about 4,000 acres. And both times the BZA granted the special exception uh, in a unanimous vote. Uh, so it was by far the um a signal that you know from not only them and the county government but also the community that mammoth solar was wanted as as a as a new neighbor and member of the community those bza decisions were appealed by a uh, opponent and um that opponent is uh continuing to uh oppose the project so you know, we're, we dotted our I's and crossed our T's and we're just running through uh, a normal appeal process. Uh, we hope to have it concluded uh, later this year. Uh, it has not uh, stopped the progress on 
project. Is there any risk or chance that that, that may be able to, uh, so I guess we're hearing a little bit of feedback, um, but is there any chance that that ends up, uh, you know, causing a risk or uh, to, you know, to the timeline? I know you had mentioned a possible solar panel delivery later this year and start of operations uh, in 2023. And is there a possibility that that challenge uh, disrupts that? No, because that challenge has nothing to do whatsoever with Mammoth North. Mammoth North is in Stark County. It's under a ju different jurisdiction. And uh, and there's there's nothing appealable there. Uh, we are uh, ready to build. So there, there's nothing that can delay uh, Stark County uh, in terms of the government, you know, uh, preventing it. In Pulaski County, at this point, we can build, but, you know, we are in an appeal. So, you know, ultimately, if it goes to the state court and the state court somehow overturns a unanimous decision of a BZA, which which I don't think has happened, you know, that that could slow us down. But, I, you know, I don't see that uh, being a factor because the county was very professional. That's Pulaski County was very professional in how they conducted their business. The hearings were very thoughtful and you know, we all did our work, they did their work, we did our work, and, you know, the process played out uh, in the way that it should to protect everybody down the road when appeals happen. So we're prepared for that. But in Stark County, Mammoth North, that is going to construction. That's great to hear. Well, if, of, if I may, oh, yeah. if I may add uh, real quick, just for um, your understanding is that all those phases are operating on different timelines. Mm -hmm. um, so the first phase that Nick touched upon in Stark County, you know, will probably go commercial. Uh, it'll go COD or commercially operational sometime in the summer of next year. And then the other phases uh, won't go live until maybe the summer of 2024 towards the end of 2024. So there there's a stagger in between when we come online on all these projects. Just wanted to make sure that you understood that nuance. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, for this next question, I'm not sure uh, which of you might be better suited to uh, answer this one, but um, Nick, you and I in the fall spoke um, about some of the supply chain risks that are facing, you know, the entire industry at the moment. Um, and uh, you had mentioned that Doral has, you know, liaisons or representatives along the supply chain that kind of keep an eye on it for you or are able to, um, you know, mitigate those risks or let you know when they're, when they're incoming, um, you know, possible disruptions to the supply chain. And I was wondering if you might be able to touch on that a little bit um, and just sort of give us an update after a couple of months and sort of where that's at. So as you know, the supply chain, you know, as you just mentioned, is uh, definitely under stress. And fortunately, we have a global supply chain uh, where we're procuring through Doral, our, uh, one of our largest owners, Doral Group in Israel. They're procuring panels in Israel and Europe. And so we have the, the leverage and the advantage of a broader reach. Um, but, you know, it it requires a lot of attention and Amit and his group are all over it. And, you know, uh, let me um, invite Amit to uh, kind of describe our approach to it all. Yeah, sure. Most certainly. So the supplier uh, that we have selected and, you know, for confidentiality reasons, you know, I can't specify who that is. Um, they are, uh, the way they are set up is that they got infrastructure in several different countries. 
Um, just the way maybe you understand how GE conducts business in the wind industry. Um, they got several setups that they can pull in from as and when needed, uh, depending on how the inventory flows from, from one um, setup versus the other setup. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a logistical uh, game that they are very well in tune with. Uh, and so we believe that, you know, we partnered with the, the, the right supplier who is considered to be a tier one supplier. So we've accommodated and mitigated some of those risks by partnering with the right entity to begin with. Um, in, in conjunction with that, uh, we are in the, in the midst of signing a consultant uh, that is widely known in the industry uh, that once again will be our eyes and ears uh, in, the, in the shop itself, wherever uh, the production is going to happen and, and make sure that the production cycle is on track. They're gonna make sure that it is going to be built per the quality standards that we've signed up for, and also make sure that all the documentation that is needed uh, for it to pass and clear customs and be imported into the US has already gone through another round of check besides relying purely on the supplier itself. So that's our game plan. Uh, we're currently working in, in you know, finalizing some of that agreement to get them uh, in the shop, wherever that shop ends up being, you know, it could be anywhere in Asia. So uh, that's the plan that we have in place that will make us very successful. Gotcha. Are you guys uh, at this point still expecting um, uh, panel delivery by the end of this year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, most certainly. Uh, panels should start rolling in anytime starting this fall. Uh, and I think Nick already uh, alluded that, you know, we plan on mobilizing uh, this spring and, you know, we're going to start driving piles uh, this, this spring as well and be ready for the panels that will show up in this fall and just start to mount on the panels. So, yeah, absolutely. Everything is, 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 is on track. That's great. And, uh, yeah, Amit, that might be a good uh, transition now. Um, I was wondering if you could um, speak to some of the challenges um, that you found as project manager um, or I'm sorry, uh, of, you know, VP of project management. Um, if you could speak to some of the challenges and benefits you found um, to developing Mammoth um, in those, you know, Stark and Pulaski counties, as well as Indiana. Um, and if there's anything unique uh, to the project uh, as opposed to, uh, to other projects that you've been involved in uh, in the past. Um, challenges, I think you already touched upon it, is just that the, the market condition itself, right, uh, which you are very well aware of, is just the supply chain constraints, uh, very unprecedented, uh, wasn't expected by any means, and, you know, the, the chaos that was caused by COVID as well, right, um, that is something that is that we've all seen. I think that's the, the, the main challenge, and, you know, that has somehow subsided uh, in, 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 in a good way. Um, but from uh, a perspective of good things happening, the fact that we are uh, building such a massive, huge facility, there's gonna be lots of advantages of economies of scale for us. Um, and, and you know, utilizing probably the same uh, labor workforce uh, and uh, they will be past the learning curve and you know, utilizing some of the same individuals to go to the next phase and the next phase and we keep getting better. So at that point of time, 
you know, safety becomes uh, becomes better, uh, and safety will always remain our number one uh, item that we will focus on. And you know, safety becomes uh, a good thing to handle because of the learning curve uh, that that we are already past in the culture that has been developed. Um, the quality gets better, and ultimately, we end up getting a better product. So uh, we just see that this staggered um, a phased approach and being in the same vicinity lends itself to a lot of opportunities for us um, just based on economies of scale uh, itself. Uh, you know, utilizing the same local workforce as much as we can, playing with the same players, uh, you know, just getting better. I mean, just like any other football team, right? You know, you bring in a bunch of people, you know, the first quarter, uh, maybe, you know, they're just trying to figure it out. And, you know, second quarter, you just get better. And the third quarter, you're fighting on all cylinders. You know, it's just similar case with us as well, is what we believe will happen. Gotcha. Well, you, you had mentioned the economies of scale, obviously. And um, this is kind of a two-part question. Is this the largest, I have to assume this is the largest project you've worked on uh, to date. Um, and if, you know, if if that is the case, uh, is there a, a point of diminishing returns in terms of, you know, economies of scale or is Mammoth, you know, bumping up against it? Is that about, you know what I mean? Is there a possibility of Doral taking on something even bigger in the future? Nick, you're on mute. Well, yeah, we have something bigger, and uh, but it, it's not; it's still very early, and it's not announced. And you know, we'll have to see where it goes. So, this is th- this is the biggest project that uh, you know probably most most people have ever worked on. Uh, you know, it's th- the economies of scale do matter. Uh, we are able to achieve much better efficiencies because of the size of this project. Uh, I mean, it's it's everything from engineering and, and procurement to relationships. So, uh, you know, the advantages are just enormous with something like this. I, uh, I wouldn't be doing my job as a reporter uh, if I didn't follow up on that. Is there any other information you're able to share in terms of size or, you know, or even region uh, for that, that larger project in the future? I mean, I think, you know, you, you, have to, you have to design it with an eye towards the economies of scale, you know, decisions that you make in the, the design and, and choosing the, the, the land properly so you're not too, uh, you know, chopped up. You know, the, uh, there's a lot of like physical considerations that go into it. But, you know, the larger the project footprint, the more flexibility you have in the design. And then that allows you to create a more compressed design, uh, or in some cases, uh, the, the advantage is it allows you more flexibility to spread things out. And, you know, if you have a neighbor that doesn't want to look at panels, you don't have to put the panels in their, in their backyard uh, on, on the adjacent property. You can move them somewhere else. So it affords quite a bit of flexibility. But generally speaking, like the, you know, the engineering, you know, costs the same, whether it's 1.3 gigawatts or 200 megawatts. The, the legal work to on the zoning and, and everything else is about the same, whether you're 200 megawatts or, or more. The, um, the attractiveness of selling a larger power position provides, you know, a, a, a big market advantage. Uh, you know, you, you, it, probably a few years ago, it might not be very liquid to have this, this many megawatts, but today, you know, that's a reason that off-takers are coming to us. So, you know, the, the, the advantages are just, um, you know, around every corner, 
we find a new advantage in, in the economies of scale. Gotcha. Well, speaking of that many megawatts, um, is all of Mammoth's output accounted for at this point? And um, if not, uh, are there any other, uh, you know, PPAs and agreements, uh, you know, coming up in the near future? Yeah, it's all accounted for. Um, we, you know, we've we've announced that we sold 400 megawatts to AEP uh, for Mammoth North, and the Mammoth South position has also been sold at 300 megawatts. And then we'll be announcing, you know, the buyers of the uh, of the remaining 600 megawatts uh, in the coming months. Gotcha. Um, well, last year, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Migdal uh, bought a 20% stake in Doral. Um, and I wanted to know if you could just touch on uh, what that allows you guys to do with your pipeline um, and if you have any immediate plans um, extending from that, either for new territories, new technologies, um, or just general expansion of your pipeline overall. Yeah, so Migdal is, uh, I mean, they're the largest Israeli insurance company. They have over 90 billion U.S. dollars under in assets under management, and they they're not new to the market. They've been investing in infrastructure in the U.S. for a very long time. So they are what I would call smart money. They're, you know, they're very sophisticated. They understand how this market works. And so we were really proud to take them on. Uh, it, it was definitely a validation of our efforts. And um, so, of course, they, you know, for their 20% stake, they contributed to our capital uh, position, you know, which is very strong at the development level, but also it gave them an option to uh, invest uh, at the project level. And, uh, you know, they have done that in Mammoth North. And, um, you know, as the rest of the project develops, you know, they have the option to step into that as well. So um, we anticipate they probably will. And, uh, you know, as a partner, they are a terrific partner. You always want the, the smartest partners uh, in in your business because they, they understand what you're doing. They, they have a lot to offer, um, you know, in terms of expertise and being the voice of reason and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So, That's of fair. course, we have Doral Group, which is a sophisticated IPP. And, uh, you know, they're very active in the business uh, every day. And, you know, we, we really enjoy having them. Well, uh, I was hoping to kind of transition also to um, your general U.S. pipeline. Can you put a figure on that at the moment, uh, what that looks like, say, five, 10 years out? Well, I mean, I, you know, it, it, it's the energy business, so nothing's ever predictable five or 10 years out. Uh, but, of course, the, the, the tailwinds are so strong for uh, renewables in every market. Uh, it, it's happening. And... The technology is also uh, so improved that you can now bring it to any market in, in the U.S. and, and it's cost effective. Uh, our, right now, we have um, a six gigawatt portfolio in the U.S. It, it really started out in uh, PJM and MISO, which is the mid-Atlantic and uh, Midwestern U.S. And it has expanded into the southeast. Uh, you, you may have noticed uh, we I think you covered one of the stories where we did acquire uh, a project from uh, Avant Grid in Georgia. So we're really excited about that one. It's in a very advanced stage. And we have other ones in uh, other uh, regions of the country that uh, we'll be announcing you know, over the coming months uh, in our expansion uh, for, for our uh, portfolio. But at this point, it's six gigawatts queued up in, in the various uh, queues. 
the RTOs. Great. Uh, and uh, just sort of a uh, magic wand question looking, you know, five, 10 years out, sort of where do you see or where would you like to see um, Doral's presence in the United States as uh, in the United States market, um, you know, going forward? Um, yeah. Well, we're, Cole, we're definitely uh, a, a leader in renewable energy. Uh, we have close to 50,000 acres of uh, land control at this point, which gives us a lot of optionality in the future uh, to place projects in, in the best put spots. Uh, we are uh, heavily invested in battery storage. So uh, we have a, an entire storage division and uh, we have several storage projects under development and uh, more that will be announced, uh, a portfolio that we're working on. So we'll, we'll definitely be heavy in storage. And if you look at Doral Group, they won the biggest tender, probably the biggest tender in the world in Israel, uh, about 1.5 gigawatts of storage in Israel. And uh, so they bring, they support us with a lot of experience and uh you know, they're definitely, uh, the proof is where the pudding is. And, you know, they definitely are there. Um, so, so storage is happening. We've also made investments in battery storage, uh, recycling and hydrogen. So we are um, definitely, you know, we made a couple investments recently uh, in uh, hydrogen technologies and, and again, in the battery storage market. So we're definitely trying to stay ahead of what's what's next, what's after solar. We're also working on some really innovative uh, aspects of solar as we know it today. That would be solar in flood zones, solar agrivoltaics, which is, is a is a rising uh, interest in, in the market because there are there are a lot of things that you can grow inside a solar farm. It's it's not just grazing of animals, but it's crops and. Uh, so we're, we're, we think that we're blazing a trail in agrivoltaics and Mammoth will, will be one of the showcases for uh, some of the new technologies that we're going to see in that area. That's great. Well, uh, speaking of Mammoth and Indiana, uh, Nick, uh, you had mentioned earlier that tonight, and obviously, you know, by the time this airs or goes live online, uh, you will be the guest of Indiana's Governor Eric Holcomb uh, at his State of the State address. Um, has he said what he hopes to highlight there? And, um, you know, if so, what is sort of the significance of, uh, of your presence there and, and, and Doral's presence there? Well, to uh, kudos to, to Indiana. They recognize that renewable energy is an industry cluster. And also they happen to be very competitively advantaged in the market for renewable energy. They have flat land. They have MISO and PJM, two grid systems coming together. It, it makes all the sense in the world that Indiana c can beat out its neighbors for renewable energy. And instead of being an importer of energy, it could probably be an exporter. And the, the farmers in the neighboring states could be buying power from the Indiana farmers. So they recognize that um, their secretary chambers, the secretary of commerce here in Indiana and, uh, and Governor Holcomb are just doing a terrific job of uh, bringing business to the state, which creates jobs. We, we're investing $1.5 billion. And also there is some of its foreign investment. You know, we have, we have Israeli investors and, you know, here they are coming to Indiana to make the biggest investment in, in a solar project in America. So, um, you know, 
I think they're bringing, they're putting a light, a shining a light on Indiana for the whole world to see that this is where you should come to do business and create renewable energy investments. So, um, you know, I definitely am looking forward to being there tonight. And he'll probably recognize uh, Mammoth for its $1.5 billion investment. And we're really proud to be part of it. And, you know, I the constituents want it, the farmers. We have over 60 farmers in this project. And, you know, for them, this is, this is life-changing. And, you know, they're not giving up the farm. They're, they're getting the farm back at the end. And, uh, and then you have the communities that are receiving millions of dollars of economic payments. And, you know, when you look at the hundreds of millions that are being invested directly in these communities, it's very impactful. And, you know, I think uh, Governor Holcomb and Secretary Chambers and all of their people, you know, they, they can take credit for it because, you know, they're doing everything they can to attract businesses like ours to Indiana and it's working. All right. I think that is a uh, great place to leave it. Nick and Amit, thank you uh, both for joining me today. And um, I hope we can catch up uh, a little bit further down the road the next time Doral and Mammoth are in the headlines. And um, yeah, to everyone listening at home, make sure to tune in again uh, next time to uh, New Project Media's Interconnections podcast. Thanks. Thanks.